Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, everyone, to the Dispatches from Elsewhere After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. We are so excited to chat about the show with you because we had an amazingly exciting episode with all sorts of happenings going on. Uh, today, we are talking about everyone. And I don't just mean the cast of characters, I mean that is the episode title. And on that note, I am joined by everyone here. Uh, Sadam Moore. Hi. Chantel hey, Aguila. Hi, guys. Welcome back. And Benjamin Snow. What's up, people? Still alive? Gained a lot of weight. Thank you. <laughs> That's my line. Enjoying their quarantine <laughs> experience, whatever's happening to you. Um, you guys, this is a great episode with so much happened, and we're going to talk about all of it. The search for Clara with Janice and Simone, the hunt for the truth with Fredwin and Peter, and the penthouse at Hockton with everyone. And we're also going to get into news and updates with Ben, we're going to talk about uh, Philadelphia and getting to know the town with Chantel. And uh, if we got time, we're going to get into some predictions because uh, I feel like the entire show has changed in presentation and plot. And so my predictions are going to be changing as well. But you guys, uh, what do you all think of everyone? Oh my goodness. Um, I just want to start off by saying that the whole team switch took me for a different turn in the whole show i was like what and janice she definitely had some spice to her she definitely showed herself during this episode and that she's tough so i'm really proud of her still yeah Fredwin. <laughs> I, I agree i agree janice is a firecracker and i mean you get to see this other side of her because like the the first depiction of her is this loving woman and she supports her husband and she does everything with him but into you know, and in, in the tonight's episode or last night's episode, um, I was just like, "Whoa, Janice, look at you!" Okay, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I, but I don't want to sound negative, obviously, but I have to say, uh, I was a little bit disappointed to be honest because nothing really new happened. Are you? Did we so, watch the same episode? We what? did watch the same. I mean, we did watch the same episode. They changed and they switched teams and stuff like that. I get that, but at the end of the day. For me personally, we learned so much about the characters the last couple of episodes, and I didn't really see any kind of involvement or something like that. We have a couple more clues, and they basically went to different locations. But from a character perspective, me personally, I haven't really learned more. What are That's you talking about? Wow. Janice, Janice has I'm, evolved into this, like I said, firecracker. Though. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, 2020 I, Janice. Ben is saying, I still love you though. I still love you though. Okay. Love you too. Okay. I, I agree. There's a yeah, lot about Janice we haven't gotten to know yet. Like we're, I, I feel like we barely know Janice at all. There's so much more to this character that we're not experiencing. But uh, aside from her, everyone did 
kind of their the usual thing a bit. I feel like everybody is taking more risks and jumping out of their shell, whatever it is. But uh, no, we're not learning about characters the same way that we have been in the last four episodes or the last five, I guess, because each one has been focused on getting to know each individual character. And now this one is more about, I guess, the group collective. I don't know, that's what we're here to talk about. So let's, let's start simply then. Uh, we'll take them two at a time. Let's focus on Janice and Simone uh, and their search for Clara. Uh, basically, they took Peter's advice to go determine whether or not Clara is in fact a real person and thus the game itself is real and trying to get to the bottom of that. And long story short, they're successful. This is amazing. I think it's amazing right? that they got that far in yeah. this short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Chanel? Chantel? Um, I, no, I agree with you exactly. Like uh, even in the scene where they get to that apartment complex, you know, first of all, I don't know how Simone did it. I would have been looking at windows and been like, sure, let's pick one. But woman had it down to the point. She was like, that's the window. That's the apartment that we're going to. And we are getting in there no matter what we do. But she was you know, confident he, enough to peel the walls off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, would have never guessed that, you know, but Janice being this, like, I, I love that Janice is like, you just need to, you just need to like read people. You just need to get to know them, you know, and once you get to know them, they, they'll become friends with you, you know, they'll let down their walls and, and that's exactly what they did. And first of all, oh God, I don't know if I would have walked into that apartment, those cats. I mean, Bless her soul, that little lady. She definitely needs a maid. Hey, it's quarantine time. Someone help her out. Like, seriously. Um, but, but I mean, just get back to Simone and, and Janice, uh, you know, going to that, finding out that mural and realizing that there is this whole other side to it inside this apartment. I was, my mind was blown. I would have never in a million years thought to do that. Um, I thought it was an interesting twist on what Clara's motif or MO has been, where it, I feel like this piece of art could only really be experienced by one or two people, whoever happens to live there. But I guess this was one she did for herself in, in the Clara fashion, she wanted to extend it out into the world. It was just odd to me that this grand piece of artwork was contained within her apartment it was what? a piece just for her and i want to know why she chose a dragon maybe she just likes dragons. that's what that was my next question you know what does the dragon symbolize mm -hmm. um because if you kind of look at like even the way the tail ran through the window you know i was also thinking you know why didn't why wasn't the whole dragon just like painted on the on the wall why did it lead outside you know, and connect us to pieces. Yeah, I was thinking about the same thing, and I had a feeling personally, as I, as I as I know dragons, I feel like they are like a symbol for power, obviously, and also freedom at the end. And as we discussed before, I think Clara wanted to break out, basically, out of her environment and just change the whole town, right? And I think maybe dragon is kind of the animal where she was kind of connected to uh, overall. I think that's how I see it. And it's a fantastic mind. creature. It's not something that everyone has, sees all the time. It's, it's something from it's the magical. imagination that magical, yeah, but that yeah. everyone recognizes. Exactly. So I, I think there's some validity to that choice. And I'm, I'm just a fan as of the dragon just being a, a symbol for women's power and such. I think it's great. 
<laughs> something I I noticed about the top of the episode when they were in the diner is uh, is Peter seems to be focused on Clara. He thinks that's the key to continuing this exercise. Uh, Janice is more focused on the activity. She wants to just continue playing the game as it's presented to them. Uh, Fredwin is focused on whatever entities are behind the game. And I really couldn't peg what Simone was all about. Like what is, what she thinks is the right direction to go in. Regardless though, Peter doesn't focus on Clara. It's instead Simone doing it. Janice is not focused on the activity. She's doing the behind the scenes stuff the same way that Peter or Fredrin are doing it. And and we come to find out in the bar scene that Janice is, like you said, quite the firecracker. She had this very uh, firecracker protesting uh, up in arms kind of personality that she doesn't let out often anymore, but we're definitely seeing notes of. So that revelation in the bar, I, I have to hear thoughts about that one. It's not related to the plot. It's just a really cool character moment that definitely blew Simone away and it kind of took me by surprise too. So Ben, what'd you think? You're basically talking about the moment when she's meeting this old friend, right? Is that basically what yeah, we, yeah, we'll call him right. that. I mean, Whoever it is kind of, yes. Yeah. I mean, I have to come back to what you guys said about Janice. You know, the thing is, I, I think why I'm not really surprised about her behavior is because I remember that scene, by the way, when she's coming with Fredwin to Simone and is convincing her actually that they have to do the right thing. So at that moment, I knew already that she's not just this kind of little lady. So I always had the feeling that she has this kind of inner power that just has to come out at some point. And I think she was kind of shocked to see this guy. I think she was kind of overwhelmed by it. And I think she didn't even know how to react. So I think she always had an answer before, but I think that was the first time when I felt, okay, she didn't really know what to do in this moment for the first couple of seconds. What do you guys think? That sounds pretty spot I mean, on to me, but yes, yeah, tell, please. I, I think, you know, this was the reason why she was chosen for this game. You know, maybe the Jejun Institute, they knew of her past and they were like, we got to bring the old Janice back and we got to see her. Like this was, you know, this was that moment, that scene that old Janice is back and old Janice has questions and she's out to, to get answers and don't mess with the little lady. Cause she'll step on your toes. <laughs> she'll step on your toes with that smile. You know, she's a sweetheart, but don't let her smile fool you. Um, and like I said, I like it. I like this new side of Janice. Uh, I think they need another strong leader because I feel like Fredwin's really strong, a strong character, uh, personality-wise, and just overall in the game, he knows so much. Um, so it's it's I like it. I I think it's empowering because it's, she's a female character, and it's like yes, I, I'm glad that I can see that in someone else. Sana, any thoughts on Janice? I'm sure I can only expect you do. yes um janice is definitely um you know she's in my top two now for my favorite characters (laughs) i mean it's only four so i guess you know but um janice i count clara as part of the group now okay (laughs) but um yeah janice really showed out i love how she took charge during everything even um during the bar scene you know she, I was just proud of her for even being able to think on her feet and just really stand her ground in it and not get, you know, frazzled or not know or just want to go home. Because, you know, sometimes Janice can get a little overwhelmed and she's ready to go home to her man and <laughs> just tell him about, like, 
all of what she's done. But I was proud of her during this entire episode because she really won. She really proved herself to me to be a top player and not the weakest link. What do you think about her kind of? Uh, I just want to call it a tiff because I really don't want to call it a feud because I love him so yeah. much. Yeah, with Fred Wynn. Yeah, I knew this is. I knew this is coming. I even wrote it down. <laughs> please go. Please I, tell, tell me your thoughts. Um, I knew this is gonna be. I knew. I just knew it. But um, I. You know, she really stood up for herself and she was very grounded on how she felt. She felt disrespected when Fredwin entered her entered into her world, especially when it came to like her husband and everything. Like she does not my girl does not play about her man. So when Fredwin did that, I think it was just too much for her to take in. I think she's gonna forgive him and she's gonna be back mm-hmm. friends with him. But I think for right now, she's just still a little hot about it because she hasn't really had anybody who's really, um, she lets into her own world and who she lets really see the true Janice and with her husband. Because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I thought her husband was dead for the longest, the way she was describing him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we were definitely, I think, led to believe that. The show kind of used our assumptions against us in this. And because she never talks about him, everyone else is probably coming to this a similar assumption but yeah she was she invited Fred went into her home first to, I mean he showed up but yeah he got invited him <laughs> yeah so they had they, you know we know that they had a, some sort of ro- rooftop kind of moment and then she invited him in and he seemed very understanding and so yeah I can understand why she feels a little betrayed but yeah I I think this was her, she was just trying to prove her point to Fred when like, hey, I let you, I let you in, I, you know, let you get close to me and you kind of overstepped your boundaries and, you know, I'm going to forgive you, but you need to understand where our friendship lies, our team, you know, team, I don't know, friendship lies. Exactly. Um, So this is kind of just her, you know, I might take a step back know know your place i guess uh you know but i'll forgive you you know she loves fred win and i also have it also gave um uh you know it's another chance to see how the the rest of the group kind of works with each other like i think you know fred win i think the teams the way they are now um works better to me than like when they were in the than their original teams. I want to know what you guys think and let us know in the chat, but I think Fred, you know, Fred and Peter make a better match and they were able to uncover a lot of stuff and work good together. Like they don't get really in each other's way a lot. So I think they work better. Well, let's put a pin in that. And in the meantime, yes. (laughs) Well, because I'm going to get to that, but yes, the fans, uh, let's, let's hear your comments. What's, what are your favorite pairings so far? Let us know. uh, So now we'll let us now know. Um, but while they're doing that, Ben, you had a thought you were going to share. Yeah, about, I just wanted uh, to mention, yeah, especially about Janice and Fred, when at the very beginning, remember the scene when he's basically going into the trunk and she's looking for him. I think she kind of treated her him almost like a son. I think she was really trying to to kind of even raise him a little bit in a way, kind of the, the, the lost son that she never had in a way, right? Uh, but I think now they're basically also realizing how different they are. I think at the beginning, they felt like maybe we're quite close. We actually are on the same page. And I think now they basically go separate ways. And I think both of them maybe realize, hey, I'm actually better off with Simone and Fred when things say, hey, I like maybe Peter and I maybe is a better team. Who knows, you know? That's just how I feel. Well, so you, 
you guys brought up that uh, Sonata, I think you were the one saying that they were more effective in these pairings. I think that Janice and Simone were super effective. I am blown away by what they uncovered, how quickly they got it done, and how efficient they were. Peter and Fred went on the other hand. I don't think ran very efficiently. I don't think they got to the bottom of what they were trying to get to. They definitely didn't meet their goal. I mean, not that they were, they didn't uncover something. Well, okay, I see that aghast face you're making. So what did you think, think of this? I think we watched the same episode. <laughs> <laughs> did we watch the same episode, guys? I'm just saying there was a scene in which one partner fled, leaving the other guy behind to run into a wall, break his nose, and then throw himself off a two-story building. Like, I mean, that could have gone better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's Peter. He runs, that's what he does, run into walls on his free time. Fred would abandon him. Fred would told him that he's got this under control and he totally didn't. And then he just left him there to suffer. Technically, Uh, maybe Peter needed that. Maybe Peter needed to kind of step up a little you know, and form his own plan um, to to get away. And I mean, maybe, you know, he didn't, he didn't do it in the best way possible. Cause I mean, shoot, I wouldn't have jumped off of a building like that oh without God. any cushion below, but, but he survived. I'm not going to disagree that hey. Peter didn't need to step up, but that was not, that wasn't like Fred would being like, that was a life coach moment. I planned that. You. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I really think it's more so like, here's, here, let me break down Fredwin because yes. you guys know I've been hashtag team Fredwin since the first episode. Oh, I know. He's That's why I really so- want to get your thoughts. Look, Fredwin is the type of person that's like this. You got to be on your, on, you got to be on it. You got to be on your P's and Q's. Peter, you're the one who said someone's coming. And Peter honestly made me upset because he's the one you know you're not allowed in this building. No one can see Fredwin, but they see Peter like standing up basically. And they're like, he doesn't work here anymore. And so you got everyone caught, Peter. And then on top of that, it's like, you know, you have to be fast. If you literally, Fredwin did give a little warning. He said, ooh, and then he left. He said, ooh. And that shit. That is a warning. It's not because a warning. Because you're the one who saw the security. If, and that security went, cannot went, run fast. Run, maybe. I'll give you that this, though. security. I was like, when Peter was trying to run from the guard and him hitting the wall, okay, I'll give that to him. He was panicking. Um, but So you running back at yourself? Uh, no, here's what, here's what I want to run back at myself. When Peter was running through his building, like trying to find the exit, I was like, dude, how long, long have, have you, you worked, worked here? How do you not know where the way out is? How do you not know where the way you came in is? Literally. Like, and the, all they're going to do is up <laughs> you out. Uh, like, why I was just about guys? to say that. I was just about to say that. Like, why? how did you not think in that moment, okay, when the security's got your arm and then you fake like, oh, you're hurting me, run towards the front door where you entered from. No, I'm going right. to go out a window or whatever, you know? <laughs> okay. Wherever Fredwin went. Wherever Fredwin went is where you should have went. Exactly. Ben, I can see you biting your lip over there. What's up, man? No, I just wanted to let you guys finish because I feel like you have a lot to say today. So I don't want to interrupt <laughs> you guys. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Okay, well, all right. Let me try to get no, no, things no, back what, on track. Hey, that, that's what we're here for, right? I just wanted to mention that I feel like we shouldn't give, don't get me wrong, I like, I like Peter, right? I like his character, but we shouldn't give him too much credit for always doing the right logical thing. 
right? I hope we remember that way, you know, aka Forrest Gump, right? I mean, I love this guy too, but he also <laughs> always, hey. you know, that he reminds me of Forrest Gump a little bit. I have to say that doesn't mean he does the right thing, but I think sometimes he doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just doing it because he feels that's the right thing for me to do right now. And Peter reminds me of that a little bit. Well, okay, so where Fredwin is the kind of guy who has a secret cork board with every possible thing you could throw up on there all spanned out like when he did that reveal of this is what i've been working on my my thought was like how long has this activity been going on there's so much on that board and then uh the other thought was just about how he is very much the the planner he's trying Mm -hmm. to get all of the puzzle pieces together so that he can build something and then head toward that destination. Whereas as you kind of were saying, Peter is very much just winging it. He's just going with whatever inspiration comes with him and it does pay off. He's the one who cracked the riddle of how to find wherever the elsewhere society are broadcasting from with yeah. um, that spurt of inspiration from Clara. So and that's it was and- effective. I was going to say it, it was effective because, you know, you have Fred Wynn, who's an overthinker and over planner um, and breaks down every little thing. Um, and then here's Peter who can't quite think on his toes, uh, you know, um, and, and then in that moment when they're in the museum, uh, Fred Wynn kind of just feels like he's I mean, he's about to lose his mind. He's like, yeah. you know, what what are you, Clara, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to show me? because he's overthinking and I think it's kind of clouded his his memory and you know everything that's going on in his head and and then you have Peter here who again like I said can't really think on his toes um not in a way going along with the ride but you know maybe he's not the the strongest team member and right in that moment he's like here it's been sitting in the palm of my hand well now in yours Fred one here's our I don't think that it's not that Peter isn't the strongest team member. It's just he has a very, very different approach, which almost doesn't seem like one. He just kind of haphazardly comes across stuff. And I don't know if that's uh, a skill set that you can put a label on or not, but it's, whereas I love this pairing because there's, it's so very different. Fredwin goes in trying to focus on finding the thing that we need to need. He knows what that thing, he thinks he knows what that thing is. But Peter is kind of the one who just lets the world speak to him and just brings it all in. And I I do this a lot. So maybe that's why I'm so defensive, where if I'm trying to help someone build a thing or come up with an idea, I will put every stupid thing that pops into my brain on the table in case something sparks inspiration. And in this case, it was he found that plastic orange that had that logo for Bender Elmore. And that was the piece that Fredwin was missing and just couldn't see. So they have these very different approaches that really, I don't want to say they complement each other, but they fill each other's they gaps. Do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think agree. that's why I, like I said, I, I don't think that this was a better group, you know, this this teaming. It's just a different. Um, they got different outcomes uh, this time which I like. Yeah. They both, they do complement each other in every different way. I mean, I'm sure if you were to mix it up and put um, Janice with Peter, you'd get 
yeah. something different. You know, we don't know. Maybe they're going to do that. We don't know. I, I, I think, and I think, and I think, and I think, by the way, that's the idea that Jason did on purpose. I think he wanted to show us, us audience and viewers on this episode, what would happen if we have different characteristics, like connecting with each other. It's like real life too. We all have a little bit of everyone in this show. As I don't know if you guys realize that already. We all have a little bit of each and everyone on our show. And I think he just wanted to show right now, okay, what is actually happening now if we take into this characteristic of Fredwin, combining it with Peter, who is more maybe the naive guy or is winging more stuff. And I think that was a great idea to show that to us as the viewer to maybe identify even more with them. You know, does that make sense to you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Peter also is definitely- going... Oh. Well, Peter is definitely an example of the the pros and cons of winging something. We got to see both. Of yeah. like, <laughs> you may yeah. stumble For across sure. the missing piece, but you also might bust your face into the wall. Exactly. I'm sorry, Snot, you had a thought. <laughs> oh, um, I was just going to say that um, Sheldon in the chat said, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, I want to see one more mix-up, Fredwin working with Simone. So how do you guys I feel about that, Mick? She is so hesitant to work with him, I can tell. Wow. <laughs> this is going to go down. This is not going to work very well. I feel that already. Well, no, because you have two opposite. people. Well, you have two people that are strong personalities. They're both, I right. would say, their personalities in the group are the strongest. So you put them together. I feel like they wouldn't be able to get anywhere at all. They would just clash I, right away. And I have a feeling they might going to show us that in the future. Just saying, I don't know. Predicting. <laughs> I think well, it'd be parents, cool to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it'll definitely be interesting regardless. There's no doubt about that. Um, we got to mix up these pairings, these episodes, and regardless of who was more effective or who was more efficient, they all ended at the same spot at the uh, Hawkton Heights, I think it was, the former psychiatric institution that is now Upscale Apartments because... That's what gentrification does. Um, they all end up in the same location. And they, uh, man, did they blow this thing wide open. They found the broadcast center of both the Elsewhere Society and the Jejun Institute. Mm-hmm. They, this whole episode, especially with uh, Peter and Fredwin, they've been retracing the steps that we've already visited this entire uh, production has put them through and everything has been taken away. Fredwin believes that it's because they're covering their tracks and they're shutting everything down before uh, they just disappear forever. Uh, I personally believe it's because all of the stuff they rented to put on this show had to go back to where it came from. You got You can't keep paying for these uh, performance locations. So regardless, of whether I'm right or Fredwin's right. Uh, it's all gone. But then they stumble into like, like Commander 14's home, which I'm sure they were definitely not supposed to go to. They were supposed to be at that event. So uh, guys, this was a huge revelation. What? Give me your thoughts, Chantel. Can, I was going to say, can we just backtrack a little bit? So when they got there to, you know, the outside, the courtyard of what was once... Um, a hospital again thought it was very interesting that Janice knew where to go Um, and then you see a little glimpse of you know a a flashback memory Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to kind of find out more about Janice because like I said there I think there's so much more that we don't know about Janice 
Oh, um, absolutely. That was the, the note I wrote for myself was there's so much more to Janice than we know. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I said it before. I was like, Fred wins a key player in this group, you know, because he's like the, the Minecraft person. He just understands everything, but I don't know. I feel like I'm going to switch it up and be like Janice. Janice might be the key player because she knows a lot about fish. She probably knows the town more than anybody. Yeah. Which I think it's very fair to say. She is the commander 14. Boom. No. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So Ben, um, you're revisiting your sorry. your uh, theory that one of them's been a plant the whole time, but it's not Fred one anymore. It's I mean, I, I honestly, I, I'm still thinking about it. I'm not sure who it is, but I still have a feeling that someone is like the the black sheep under those characters. Some, I don't know. I just something is telling me that. I'll say this: as soon as they did the revelation about Bender Elmore and that being the company that owns uh, Peter's place of employment, I thought of you. And I was like, oh, my God, they absolutely were brought together. Like, this is not by accident that they these four random people from Philadelphia happen to be in this group. Like, this was very predetermined. Yeah. It's, Kudos it's to you, crazy. bud. You got that. Go, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sana, yeah. Sana, tell me what, what you thought when they arrived at Hawkton. Oh, um, when they arrived, I literally, like I said, you know, my top two are really just always overachieving on this. And every time, you know, something else get cracked, gets cracked, it's always, you know, and I feel like, you know, my two players, Fredwin and Janice, anytime they crack anything, I'm always team them. And I just get so excited the entire time, <laughs> especially when we're able to learn a little bit, you know, um, new characteristics, whether they're saying things or not. I think we can also learn a lot from the things that the characters don't say or like don't do as well too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just keep learning more about Janice and Fred Wynn each and every day that we watch the show. There was a moment I really liked when they were breaking and entering. Uh, yeah. Where Simone went to turn off the faucet that had been left running because that's yes. a huge pet peeve for me. So I really appreciated that. Oh, uh, yeah. But Fredwin stepped in and not in the usual overbearing Fredwin manner, but he just kind of like guided her to yeah. cover her hand and then let her do it. Um, so yeah, now that, you, now that I bring that up, I would love to see that pairing. Yeah. Um, they really never know. congealed as a team and this breaking and entering. Like this is, this is Fredwin's territory of like we're gonna kick the door in on the place that we are we know we're not supposed to be at because everyone was told to go somewhere else uh i wish fredwin wouldn't announce himself he's definitely not a fan of of the element of surprise so i don't know if the reason the place was ransacked was because everyone scurried out of there real fast after he announced that they were coming up but anyway as a group they went up uh nobody really objected to that uh peter of all people was the one to literally kick the door in every nobody protested that they all went in together they rode up the elevator they got into the building or the the penthouse and it wasn't until they were like hearing voices that they started to realize how uh dangerous this could be but they still just kept climbing as a group they were all in on this See, I when I initially saw that scene, um, I thought, what if this is a setup? What if they knew 
they were going to go there. They were going to break in. So let's not make it look like a break in. Let's not ransack it and throw them off. I don't know. I just, for, for a minute there, I was like, hmm, it's possible. Did but you say, what, what do you mean? Who, who, who was setting that up though? Who, who are you talking about? I, maybe the Jejun Institute. Uh, maybe the, this, this black widow figure that we still haven't come across yet. We don't know who she is or anything like that. But, but, but why would they do that? What is the intention then? I'm just trying to follow you right now. I don't know. I, I'm i not going to lie. I get lost in some things here and there. I'm like, I feel like you're going to just throw me off. So why not just throw them in a room and be like, yeah, you're, you're not supposed to be here, but really we want you to be here because we want you to find a clue. Maybe I'm just talking yeah, I, I, out of my butt. No, I can see that. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I like that. No, I, 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 I think I know. Uh, I also felt a little lost because I really feel like they pulled back the curtain. Like I'm trying not to use the lingo too hard, but I don't know how to describe it. They found where the puppet master operates from. They figured out where the wizard of Oz lives and they pulled back the curtain. And if it wasn't for the fact that, um, Octavio Coleman Esquire, if that's your real name, had was probably supposed to be somewhere else for the performance that they're putting on i feel like he would have been there and with the exception of them literally scurrying out last minute because they heard fredwin i can't foresee why the place would be in such disarray uh but all i do know is they found the address the, the IP address or whatever physical address, they both confirmed, like each team confirmed, this is where it's coming from. They go upstairs and they see that broadcast that they know is happening live to people who are participating in this activity. And it's of both Octavio Coleman, Esquire and Commander 14. 14. And even though I saw them both in the same room uh, on episode three, I'm still now, I'm revisiting my theory that they're the same person because they were both perfectly in sync, not just playing their yeah. messages at the same time. They were in sync. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's, what that's is this? I, I, I think I still believe when we went back to, the, I think it was the third episode, right? When Dennis was on stage and out of a sudden we see the commander coming down. I think that yeah. was staged. That's what I believe. I believe that was staged just to make them think, okay, there is another person, the commander 14. At the end like of the Andy day, it Kaufman is the same kind person. Of thing? Yeah, for sure. I totally believe that. That it's, it's, it, was, it was always the same person that just wanted to make it look like, okay, we are two different people to them in the first place. I'm, I, I, I think that's what it is. But before we, okay, let's, let's settle. And before we get into some predictions, um, Ben, while you've got the, the microphone, uh, why don't we get into our news and updates segment? We'll let everyone on our chat. Thank you guys so much for being on this uh, program, by the way. Please leave your thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want to keep up to date with everything, follow AfterBuzz TV. We appreciate you fans so very much for making us the ESPN of TV talk, especially now while everything is from the comfort of our very own homes. Um, so thank you for helping make this production possible. I, we could, honestly couldn't do it without you. Uh, so while you're planting your theories, Ben, what's been going yeah, on behind the scenes? 
Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I have my our beautiful, like great producer, Ryan, right? He's with us and he's showing you guys something very interesting right now because I found an article um, about Eve Lindley, right? I want to talk oh. about Eve, who's playing Simone. I want to talk about a little bit more about her because we actually haven't really talked about her, like the actress, right? And there is this one uh, article which is saying, okay, what playing the love interest means to Eve Lindley. So she basically gave an interview online uh, talking a little bit about, okay, what it is to play that character, right? Because as mm -hmm. we all know, she has she had made a transition, right? From a man into a woman, right? We all know that. That's not a secret, obviously. And she basically feels like this character, when she read the script, is the first like character, the first trend transgender character that she really felt and was connected to because before she played a lot of different roles in the same kind of genre and category but she never really felt it she was always like okay that was kind of made up for her right that was not really how she would behave and the interesting thing is remember the second episode when we also mm -hmm. see her childhood a little bit when we see small simon i don't know if you guys remember that young simon that was in the second episode his young boy yes i do exactly remember him going through his emo phase yeah exactly exactly and they, they she basically pointed that out because she was like and it's for me very interesting also as an actor like that she could make that decision she was like you know what when i read the script i didn't feel like that is something that simone would do she wouldn't just change her name from simon to simone so they basically even took that and tried to make her character even like based on that a little more they kept that but she was like, because of that, she even wanted to be more herself and not just because I just added an E to my name and now I'm a different person. Does that make mm. sense to you guys? So that was very important to her to make everyone understand the creators. Hey, just by adding an E doesn't mean that's pretty much what I did. That's not just what that transition is all about. I just want to basically yeah. explore myself. I just want to go out there and just live my life how I wanted to live it. And she basically addressed that when she read the script. And I feel like that's a great story. Uh, for for the whole industry, you know, to open up, Hollywood is opening mm -hmm. up to have more different kind of variety, diversity, different roles, and that's. I wanted to point that out, and obviously, we have a lot more to talk in the near future, if you know what I'm talking I, about. One thing I really <laughs> love about the show is how diverse the casting is across every yeah. spectrum and gamut. There is, and I'm I really sure. am proud of how well this show has been doing that. At least. From the perspective of a cis gender straight white man, um, I think they're doing great. Yeah, but uh, I'm definitely going to check out oh, that yeah, article. Sure. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, that was a great. Right. Please check and, it out. Yeah, and uh, Chantel, so you have a little bit more of a behind the scenes look for us uh, regarding the locations that we're seeing on the show. Yeah, so um, I thought it was really interesting finding out. You know, this is all shot in Philadelphia, um, mm -hmm. and uh, there are a couple of different scenes actually going to show you this first one i don't know if you guys recall this scene with simone when she mm -hmm. was um in the she museum in her workplace. exactly exactly um but this was actually shot inside of the museum uh the philadelphia museum of art oh. and uh fun yeah fun little fact um if you we have another photo ryan there you go beautiful thank you ryan um those stairs that you're looking at right now are actually the famous 72 steps that Sylvester Stallone climbed up for his uh, film in Rocky. Oh. Yeah, so I thought that was a fun little fact. You know, Philadelphia is beautiful and obviously yeah. the director and everybody wanted to uh, capture that and, and show the audience what Philadelphia has to offer. Um, this photo, you, uh, 
you guys recall this mural, the yes. Welcome to Fishtown, where Peter and Simone are standing right outside of it, um, is actually uh, a newer mural that was painted. And uh, I thought it was interesting that they chose cats. The artist actually mentioned that uh, the purpose behind the cats in Fishtown is because he wanted to play off of the name. And he thought, what a better place to hang out for cats than Fishtown, Philadelphia. <laughs> I, love I love that. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> and then if you guys, I don't know if you recall this scene, uh, the, uh, the scene where Peter actually walks into this beautiful marble hallway. Um, right when he's beginning his journey into the Jejun Institute, you know, trying to find out this whole game and what it is. This is actually the Curtis Center. Uh, beautiful, beautiful area. It actually houses a 16 by 50 foot Tiffany glass mosaic, which is called the Dream Garden. So wow. um, yeah, so if you're ever thinking of traveling to Philadelphia, maybe after this whole quarantine thing is over, uh, those are just a couple of great spots you could check out and see, and those were all a part of the episodes so far that we've I'm seen. I'm not gonna lie, I would absolutely love to do a dispatches from elsewhere tour through a Philadelphia. Scavenger hunt. <laughs> scavenger yeah. hunt. Ah, yeah, I get to go see my, the clues of my favorite show. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, uh, we gotta wind down, but I really wanna hear some final thoughts about where you think this is going, if you have any. I feel like we kind of covered it a bit, but just, does anyone have any idea what's gonna happen? Yeah, I think I mean, that Fredwin is going to want to stay. I think Janice is going to want to get back with Fredwin, but Fredwin's going to be like, actually, no, ma'am. I think I'm good with Peter. So I think that's how it's going to go. I think the teams now are just going to stay the way they are. Oh. I think the team's going to come together. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be split anymore. I think it's going to be the four of them, and they're going to have to all work together um, and, you know, search for Clara. Like they're yeah, they haven't. You know, they still they still gotta find that. They yet, don't know. Yeah, group. exactly, exactly. Mm. So, I think that's they're gonna hone down on that, and that's gonna be their key thing. Is uh, where is Clara now that we know that she's real, that she's an actual person. We have a last mm. name, Clara Torres. Um, let's find out what happened to her. All right, and Ben. Yeah, I mean, I still can't get my head around. I still think that Clara might be a real person, but I still believe that the whole thing is kind of set up still. I still believe that the whole Clara story is, the person might be real, but the whole story is not real. Ben, I got to ask you specifically, what do you think they uncovered in the penthouse? <sighs> I have no idea. Okay. I can't, right. I mean, I was thinking about, I, I wish I could tell you, I for some but for some reason i just feel like it seems it seems a little too easy right now for me that they get the clues here and there and out of a sudden they come together and then they follow the route and then they found a new way and it feels very easy then someone is making it very easy for them right now and it seems almost too easy for me for some reason that's what okay. i'm saying and still believing that fredwin and simone are going to become like a couple just for us to see how that is going to work out all right yeah um and mr spins just to put in there um hey mr spins shout out to you he said not, a, his not our after show unless we hear from mr spins yeah yeah <laughs> uh he just has said that basically his whole prediction um of what he thought for the show what was gonna happen is totally different now so he's kind of saying what everyone else said oh, oh cool spins and I, right that's how i you. felt 
Yeah, that's exactly how I felt at the top of this after show that the whole dynamic of the show has completely changed. Uh, I will be back. I wasn't uh, this past week, but I will be back in the YouTube comments to talk theories. So look for me, Mr. Spins. Look for me, everyone. Um, and my name there on YouTube is Kevin Allen too, but you can follow me at Twitter at Kevin Allen Grant, Kevin Allen says, and Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham. Uh, Chantel, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram uh, at Chantel D. Of course, just very simple, S-H-Y-N-T-E-L and the letter D. All right, right there, like in the corner, right? Yeah. Like, like right, yeah, right in that corner. <laughs> All right. Ben, where can the good people find you? I assume that little thing at the bottom of your name. <laughs> yeah, I think that's my name, right? Benjamin No, Yeah, that's my name, exactly. So uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and also now on Twitter. Same name, at Benjamin Schnau, like the dog, S-C-H-N-A-U. Welcome to Twitter. And Sanaa. Yes, you guys can. Yes, please follow me on Instagram at I am underscore S-A-N-A underscore. And then as well on Twitter, which is I am underscore Sanaa, S-A-N-A. All right. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next week, hopefully, with a whole new batch of clues to discuss. Until then, have a great week. and. Stay safe. Have a good night. Yes, stay safe, stay healthy, stay home. Thank you, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.